This is Mr. Impact Wrestling and Joe Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilling, you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Ball two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I just hit goal. I, I hit it, and Josh like, you What's up, TIW Mafia? JP here with this guy. I won't say he's high as giraffe pussy. He's high as he's higher than that. This shit's Jurassic. He's high as giraffe tits. Hell yes. Well, my man Mike Farrell, Chaos Theory at Chaos Theory underscore pod. I always screw up the underscore. What's going on, Mike? Man, same old shit, different day, brother. It is Chaos underscore Theory Pod on Twitter. I always screw up the underscore every time. Dude, I've done it twice on my own podcast. That's no, you guys. Do, do you? You used to do the one match. You talked about one match your whole show, mm-hmm. and that's so different. Like, how do you pick the matches? Do you so just I, go through your favorites. Yeah, I literally just go back and say, okay, this is what I'm feeling this week. Some days it's a TNA week. Some days I want to go uh, to a match that I've never seen, like. Um, uh, New Japan or, or Noah or ROH. Okay. And some days it's like, you know what? It's not even the whole match is not even a great match, but there's spots where I'm like, these motherfuckers were working their ass off. That's what I really. Right. All right. So that just makes it fun. And di- like, there's no. Uh, there's a high percentage of wrestling podcasts that you could listen to. And. It was like Day of the Living Dead and Night of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It, you would think you were watching the same movie back in the 80s, and you'd think you were listening to the same podcast, and you're, you're just way different, and that's you put yourself out there. And you got some dope-ass merchandise, by the way. Thank you, sir. There is uh, You can find that Chaos Club shirt on teespring.com slash buy Chaos Club. That's the link. Um, yeah, you know, I, I we have a lot of really good friends. Um, in the full press coverage community yes. that do great podcasts. You guys, w- the reason I love Irish Whip is because you guys are so indie-centric, and yep. there's not a whole lot of that out in the world, whereas Boot to the Face and Talkamania are the WWE, AEW <laughs> kind of deal. So what I what I decided was there's enough people in this lane. Let me make myself... 
completely different. One, I don't know any wrestling podcasts that are rapping. And two, <laughs> I try to – I'm a fan, but I don't watch the current product all the time. I really dig going back and watching old school shit. That's how I – I'm pretty much – I'll watch indies now. Like I watched Beyond last night. They did two shows. Uh, one was taped. One was live on uh, Indie Wrestling TV. And I watched both of those, uh, saw some great matches, um, and you get to see the up-and-comers. I'll watch some NXT. I'll watch NXT and AEW before I watch Raw or SmackDown, though, Yeah, except uh-huh. for the pay-per-views. Well, like this, this coming up week, it's WrestleMania week. But to be completely honest, I could not give a shit about this WrestleMania, but the NXT stand and deliver card. Oh, yes. that is what indie wrestling two. is made of. And it's two nights long. Like there's almost too much wrestling at WrestleMania, but I'm glad they give an NXT two nights. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I almost wish they would cut WWE's down. Me too. And I love the hall of fame. So I'm looking forward to that. The one match from the main the main card on WrestleMania I'm looking forward to is probably the same one that everybody here is. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. That match, yeah. I, I feel like, is going to be the match of WrestleMania. It will be. I, I wish they gave those two a little more time together, though, to make the feud a little more um, something else. <laughs> I am not a wrestling god, Tommy Flynn, but thank you, buddy. <laughs> You know what? It's cool from an outsider coming in, man, and seeing you guys have the same people week week to week to week. That's really, yeah. really dope. So sure. I want to say what's up to you guys in the chat and say, look, man, you guys keep supporting the Irish Whip. These guys are fucking top-notch, not only podcasters, but top-notch human beings. It's good to see you guys. Follow me. I follow back. Yes. We, you know, everything yes. we love. Check out Chaos Theory. Like, absolutely give it a listen, especially, like, um, I think Bobby D would enjoy it. Uh, and because uh, he Bobby D knows a lot of the old timers. He goes to a lot of shows around here. Karen hey. in the audience saying, hi, Mike. I don't get a special hey from her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is cool. And, um, no, right. The podcast king is right next to me because Mike came up, and when you were gonna, when you were getting ready to do your podcast, you messaged all of us. Yep. You messaged me, Josh. Um, I'm pretty sure you messaged Rucker and probably Marty, uh-huh. Jay, and Dez over it. Uh, you know, so you messaged everyone pretty much that's on the full press coverage, and we weren't even on full press at that point. Nope. And you said, "Hey, if I did this, would this work?" I still get I get texts like that from other people. Elvis Wu Tang time. That's Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's it. <laughs> M E T H O D man. M E T H O D man. God damn man, we could do this whole podcast on just <laughs> app. I would be. I, would I could do. I could do a whole podcast on Wu Tang. Oh my god! Inspect. Yes, yes. All right, let's let's not get up because I literally will take your entire show up just talking about rap music. It's cool because huh? I'm into it. Like you know, yeah. I'm an OG though. I'm a I'm an old head. 
Uh, but I like all of it. I don't like too much of the new, like you said it, mumble rap. Oh, you mumble rappers can suck my dick. Yeah. And I agree with that 100%. If I can't understand what you're saying, it's not good. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Tommy. Tommy Flynn said chaos theory is immortal. <laughs> that 35. is very true. I appreciate that, but I'm 35 with the hairline of a 70-year-old, so it's kind of proving itself wrong. Yeah. Your forehead's just growing. Yeah, exactly. My my hairline has retreated. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm excited about Mania because it's Mania, and that's about it, though. It's like in the WWE, I think they threw more matches onto it recently, the recent years, but they've gotten lazy with it. Very. At the same time, uh, I'm hoping next year with a live audience in Texas to be down there. And I'm hoping that they do something huge for, like, having the live audience back. A real live audience, not, like, a half an arena or whatever it's going to be. Well, Jerry Jones put out a press release and has said as long as he gets the go-ahead from the CDC, there will be standing room only in that bitch. <laughs> of course he, wants, he did. He wants, I mean, that thing fits 90 or 102 million or something like that. It. Yes, Elvis, I have a Russian. That's funny. <laughs> I've heard that. You know, it's funny. One of my favorite lines that I've ever said in, in, in any kind of rap music is um, it, I would talk about how people piss me off and I'm getting fed up because me and hip hop go back like my own edge up. That's my favorite. I love, I love talking shit about it. It's so easy to do. But that Russian haircut is funny as shit, Elvis. Really hilarious. Yeah, so it's um I'm excited but I'm excited for, to watch like what indie shows pop up too down in Tampa. Um I think Beyond is gonna be down there. I think um I know the the G C W will be down there. I know you like them. Yep, yep, yep. Um with the, I think they have the Josh Barnett's thing going on. And uh some of those shows are gonna be incredible. Yeah. The one thing I want to get back to. Have you ever heard of Wale Mania? Yes. Oh my God. You talk about mixing rap and wrestling. It is the perfect. I mean, Wale is one of my favorite rappers in the world. Really? Oh, yeah. And his um his love for wrestling is notorious. Yeah. Nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, he brings in, I think last year he had like New Day there. And yeah. I mean, you know, he hosted the New Day Usos battle. Yes, he did. I saw you make that face when I said Wale is one of my favorite rappers in the world. So yes. let me tell you the album that you need to listen to. I don't when I buy albums, I don't listen to whole songs. I'll listen to a song, a couple of verses, and then move on. Okay. With, with this Wale album, I will listen to intro, uh, the skits in the middle, and the outro, and everything in between because it's what it's. I'll put it to you this way: it's my favorite rap album in the last. 15 years really it's called the gifted i will check it out if you're saying it because i like your rap like guys the the other thing with mike is you got to listen to some of his raps and i know coming up 420 is not too far away happens to be your birthday your holiday and your uh the day you're dropping your um your mixtape on soundcloud i'm doing it on uh Bandcamp. Bandcamp. okay iTunes, but iTunes makes it fucking impossible to put music up there. So 
I mean, you guys got to check it out. Uh, we'll be playing some of the tracks here, and I know one of them is going to play when we spin the wheel tonight. Yep. Um, oh, look at this. We got Dre in the audience. What's up, Dre? See? You See, bring... you can't forget about Dre. <laughs> Dr. Dre, as is, uh, is Ruckus said it. Sorry, that was a corny white boy dad joke. But that's what I am, so it's okay. Trey doesn't know what to do if there's no uh, 80 proof tonight, which apparently, guys, if you listen to 80 proof broadcast, rumor is there might be a show tonight. If you're not listening to 80 proof, Jay Baum and Rucker are two of the best guys I know in the world, period, yeah. aside from podcasting. But 80 proof podcast, dude, it's to the point we have our own lingo. Like if I, if we all got together, you or your community and 80 proof community and our in the 80 proof community got together and the irish whip community was looking at us and i walked up to you and i was like what's up little bitch <laughs> like what the fuck? like that's so disrespectful but you would get it yeah oh that yeah 80 proof is that kind of podcast man it's a family the people yeah. are amazing and it's not a wrestling podcast it's it's everything I, I, podcast a lifestyle podcast i guess but they talk about everything and anything from finances to uh, <laughs> absolutely anything. Yeah. I, I literally, we've had Rucker's mom call in. Um, we've talked about <laughs> hanging. And Jay's, Jay's new thing, just you have to go on Twitch and listen to it and, and listen for hashtag gay math. Josh said he's Josh Richard said he'd fuck you up if you called him a little bitch. That's because he's you know why that is though? That's because he's a big bitch. Game <laughs> uh, hashtag gay math. So yeah, it's uh but wrestling wise, guys, last night hashtag beyond his back was trending. Um you got to see a very good pro wrestler wrestled uh and had a victory over Robo on the first show. Robo's an up-and-comer from, he's actually from India, trains up here in New England, but when he goes back home, and like Kali just shouted him out the other day. Oh, that's fucking huge. Yeah, when he goes back down there, he actually trains at Kali school. Like he's one of the trainers there and uh, hangs out with Kali. Like, that's his crowd. That's huge. It's uh, the WWE Hall of Fame of great Kali. <laughs> oh, Christ, don't get me started on that, bro. <laughs> This so nothing against Kali because he was a champ. Like eventually, I think every champion is going to wind up in the in the WWE Hall of Fame. Well, except one. Yeah, who he doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, yeah, the guy that completely doesn't exist, Chris Benoit. Who? Ah, it's such a dude. It's such a hard time. Here's a yeah. Here's a question. Wrestling wise, so uh, yeah, Bobby D knows I grew up in Southie. Southie's a town that has some people that have done some stuff. And um, <laughs> won't go there. Um, you have to like eighty proof community to understand why we laugh when Karen says shit like that. <laughs> yes. Now <laughs> I just see her with the thing of peanut butter. Wow. <laughs> Um, she's gonna kill me. Yeah, I see. Um, uh, so 
Do you pull, if you're going to not put Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame, do you pull Jimmy Snooker out of it? Absolutely. And Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, absolutely. Uh, well, they did pull Hulk Hogan out, and then they put him back in. Yeah. I, look, here's my thing. I hate everything that Chris Benoit became. Yeah. Period. I'm a father, and I could never imagine doing that to my wife or my kids, but especially my kids, right? Right. That is absolutely, I believe WWE is doing the right thing. I do. But you cannot justify Hogan being in the Hall of Fame and then penalize almost anybody else. Like Hogan straight up in-bombed for like 10 minutes. And yes, he that was in the privacy of his own home. But guess what? Where you, you're no more truer self than when you were in a place you feel secure at. So if you're willing to say that in your home, yeah, that's how you feel. You have and to take him out. That's this is true too. I forgot about this. Did you did you not see this online today? Josh sent that to me and I thought he was playing an April Fool's joke on me. No, uh, WWE announced it yesterday like with the whole countdown. I am. Uh, I mean, I'm skeptical of everything announced on April first. Yeah, but I don't think they would give Jericho that publicity. No, if that wasn't true, they yeah. they know they're going to break the internet. They know they're going to crash the Peacock servers. I think that's their goal. Oh yeah, I mean, this is going to be the most viewed thing on WWE because when's the last time? Aside from CM Punk calling out Colt Cabana live on Raw, when's the last time that? WWE has ever mentioned yeah. a wrestler online that is actively signed to their competition. Yeah. This is going to make mm. Erico a billionaire and it's going to make <laughs> the WWE because look, we all know AEW is doing this thing with New Japan and Impact. If WWE can figure out how to make talent exchange work, well, you're talking about making people very rich. Yes. And you're talking about, I mean, I don't know how it works with Stone Cold's podcast. Obviously, he gets paid by the WWE Network to be on there. But does he make his own money off of iTunes and everywhere no. else that he is? No, because he, he doesn't upload them to iTunes anymore. It's strictly a WWE Oh, Network. is that right? Okay. Oh, the, so he's part of the WWE talk shows now because they won't call them podcasts. Yeah. It's not wrestling anymore either, guys. It's sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. But guess what? I've been through wrestling radio. I've been through well, internet radio. I've been through podcasts. WWE podcast is the name. That's what it's going to stick as, and that's Absolutely. what you may as well call Swerve City, uh, you know, Stone Cold Show. And every yep. other show that's on there, the bump, uh, everything. Which, All of it. yeah, absolutely. Elvis, you're right. We have a celebrity in the Hall of Fame that's very controversial. He's talking about, I believe, he's talking about uh, the former oh. president. Yeah, yeah, Donald Trump. Look, I honestly believe Donald Trump shouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame at all. Anyways, he was in the WWE ish for a cup of coffee. Yeah, but that's that's all the w, the the celebrity wing is. I mean, it's the Drew Carries and the, those guys. It's Pete Rose. Um, Pete Rose went went back yeah. and forth with Kane for like four years. Yeah, coming in as the chicken and stuff. 
Uh, but they, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not against him. I'm not against anyone being in there, to be honest with you, um, because it doesn't mean anything. Until yeah. they have a brick and mortar, it means absolutely nothing. Like, there are, there, there's, there was legit Hall of Fame rings being sold on eBay at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what's her name? Uh, uh, Sunny. There was a couple of them. And so that's what that means to them. It doesn't mean shit. Like, if they did a brick and mortar, something like what they had in um, Times Square when they had the restaurant. It would give a place for some of these guys to go and get work on the weekends where they could sign autographs and do, you know, hey, come on in. We'll give you 500 bucks for the weekend. Sign some autographs for us. Yeah. And stuff like that. And you could rotate that through, you know, obviously the guys that live in that area, the guys that live in the Northeast, if it's in New York or if it was in Texas, the guys that live down south, they're going to get preference because it's less to travel for them. But give them the work, you know, that's... um. I think it would be a good idea, and I think it's an, a tourist attraction, not just something to see at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think here's the thing: it was uh, Paul Bearer's son that was selling his ring, and then Sonny. But um, the thing about the Hall of Fame is this: it doesn't mean dick. Impact Wrestling has a Hall of Fame, and who gives a shit about Impact Wrestling? AEW, I'm sure we're within the next four years, we'll try to do a Hall of Fame. And it's like, who gives a shit? Right. The only hall, I love Gold Dust and I love Dustin Rhodes, but it's for a Hall of Fame in professional wrestling, a Hall of Fame nomination to mean anything, it has to come from WWE. It has to. And even that, unless, like you said, unless they build a physical, complete brick and mortar Hall of Fame. Who gives a shit? You're just a name on a list somewhere that honestly nobody remembers until they look at that list of who's in. I mean, there are a couple guys. Obviously, everybody knows Andre's a Hall of Famer. Everybody right. Hogan's a Hall of Famer. Everybody knows Eddie Guerrero's a Hall of Famer. Those are guys that are that are bigger, not necessarily bigger than the business, but bigger than that Hall of Fame. That's and um. The problem here's the problem that I have. Edge should not be a Hall of Famer right now. Edge should have had to you ha, I think so for a Hall of Fame nomination to mean anything, you have to be retired for at least five years before it comes. There you think the baseball be, rule. Yes. There has to be a waiting period. Well, I mean, look at Flair. Flair got in and then wrestled the next night. Exactly. I mean, look, Edge and then, came, and then came out of retirement. But to his credit, yeah, from what I understand, he asked Shawn Michaels before he came out of retirement. Oh, of course. Which is the right, you know, the right Ed, thing to do. Edge is great. I'm not Rucker. I actually like Edge's Edge's work. Um, but <laughs> I, I the the problem is, is you have to. If the the Hall of Fame is to mean anything, and Josh said it best, the Hall of Fame is a work. This whole business is a work. None of it's – I'm not going to say that because the ghost of Andre the Giant might choke me out. Um, But it's all a work. It's all (laughs) – it's all a work. But I just think if it means anything, you have to have a waiting period. You have to let them be gone from the business. Yeah, and it should be more than just Vince McMahon deciding who goes in. 
I 100% agree. The thing was, you know, what I thought was cool was that they put Billy Gunn in when Billy Gunn was over in AEW. Mm-hmm. When they did DX and they let him come out in. Well, Triple H told him he was like, he will buy that pissant company just to fire you again. Yes. They're, they're slowly opening up with Triple H moving more. I think he's moving more into control than we know. The more and more power he's starting to take, you can see it is starting to change like a lot. Yeah. I think Vince trusts him more than he trusts anyone else to take over the company. Oh, 100%. Shane's not committed. And Stephanie's great as a character, but she was never a full time person. I, Vince is one of the very few exceptions. And he grew up with his father in the WWF, so he had some exposure to it. But what I mean is Vince is one of those very few exceptions of a non-performer, a non-actual worker booking shit. Not lately, but previously booking shit where it's like, oh, that's fucking genius. Like this dude knows his audience. And that's kind of why Impact doesn't work for me anymore. It's all non-wrestlers. Right. It's all non Everybody bitches about Cody and, and the Bucks having power in AEW, and I'm not a huge Bucks fan. They're no, I don't. I don't like the Bucks. Yeah, I, I their matches are too gimmicky for me. Yeah, and that's uh, and I like haha stuff. Like I love Warren Cassidy. But he knows how to do the haha stuff better than anyone else out there right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think Orange Cassidy, they need to... I'm coming around. You, you need to watch his matches as his other personas, who I'll... I don't know if you know. Green Ant and stuff? Was he... He was, he was in with that crowd. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll say it wasn't yeah, Chikara. And it was like... It was polar opposite of Orange Cassidy. I'm, start, I'm starting to come around on him, but I think you need to take him away from this best friend's bullshit. Like I like the best friends as their own Chuck Taylor and and um yeah oh yeah uh, Trent Trent Beretta I like those guys but with Orange Cassidy it's like you're being to me it, it comes off as a Kenny and the Bucks from New Japan because they're all kissing him on the cheek and they're hugging him and they're you know it's like come on man like I get a trio supposed to get over in this certain way but let if you're gonna push Orange Cassidy. You want me to believe that he beat Chris Jericho in that bubbly match and it meant something? You have to push him on his own. Uh, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, you're right. And they, they gave him that one match and then nothing else to follow it up with. So, but I think it's, I think we got to spin this wheel and then we got to play the second guys. You heard the first half last week um, of. The very good wrestler interview. I hear that sounds so weird saying it. A very we rest, we interviewed a very good wrestler. Well, we do it every time we have a wrestler on. But that that's actually his name, a very good professional wrestler. Um we had fun with it. Uh he actually tweeted it last week and said it was probably the best podcast he's been a part of, which like I've been a fan of his for a long time, so that meant the world to me. Um I can tell you that Masha Slamovich, when I talked to her, said the exact same thing as you. Uh, as a very good professional wrestler, she said it was her favorite podcast to do. That's all. And you know why that is? It's because we don't know how to interview people. Dude, I hate when you listen to. I know we got to spin the wheel. 
I hate when you listen to podcasts and it's like these laid out fucking formulaic yeah. questions. We, I want it to be a conversation. I forget the questions I want to ask half the time because I don't write them down. I think it makes for a better show. So I just, we started the show tonight and what did I say to you? I said, I have no agenda and yeah. we just ate up. We just took up a half hour. So I'm about to spin this. Oh, uh, during the spin, you're going to hear wins and losses by Mr. Chaos. That is going to be the theme song for the, um, for the wheel from here on out, I think. So hell yeah. Uh, I'm about to, I got to shuffle it up a bit. Yep. I like people to be able to see me shuffle. So absolutely. I'm when I'm not substitute hosting for one of you fine gentlemen, I am a avid viewer of the Irish Whip podcast. So I know the routine. Yes. Now, Tell us while I'm doing this, uh, where can they find you? How can we, how can they listen to you? Where can they buy your merch? Just remind us. You can find me, uh, chaos underscore theory pod on Twitter, uh, King chaos two one zero on Instagram. You can buy all of my merch at either PW or not PWTs gross. What a maneuver. <laughs> um, I boot you out. Uh, whatamaneuver.net or the new place that I'm, I have a really good working relationship with is teespring.com slash buy chaos club. And it has the shirt, uh, the design that AP's wearing tonight. It has my new King chaos shirt. Um, when the mixtape drops, I'm planning on dropping a shirt with the cover of the mixtape on it. So, and there's not just shirts, there's sweatpants, there's leggings for the ladies, there's phone covers, there's COVID masks, there's all of it. Incredible, um, and you can find the mixtape on 420 at uh, bandcamp.com slash Mr. Chaos 210. There you go. That and I will be a customer for that. Now, obviously, I was a customer for the shirt, I'll be a customer for that mixtape too. I hope it comes with rights to play it on the podcast. Hell yeah, absolutely. All right, let me spin this. Let me see. I've shuffled it up quite a bit. We had a good amount of names. Uh, I'm going to hit a spin. Yeah, you know, I walk through the valley of death. I'm just one of many killers that's a part of the set. Y'all be talking out your ass like it's none of us left. You must be hiding giraffe pussy. Hey, what's next? Y'all really want the competition taking a belt? I'd rather die than take an L. Y'all know how I felt. I be murdering the game. You just play with yourself. You kind of want to say my name, but you got no help. I believe in Mr. Chaos. I'm rocking the bells, but it's dinner time. Fuck, I'm going to help myself. I don't want one bite, bitch. I came for the plate because I'm hungry like a dude with no food for a day. I ain't really want to snap, but you rappers on the way down. I'm going to fight till my last breath. Never lay down. Hear you talking shit, but I don't care what you say now. Hustle till I hit a billion dollars any day now. I'm just on this podcast tip to hit a lick while you mumble mouth rappers on your knees suck a dick. Claim to be a fighter, but we know that you's a bitch. If you hoes ain't even writing all the lyrics that you spit. I've been putting in work, but y'all don't know what it is to work a 90 hour week. That ain't gonna work, guys. Down in the gutter, fight my that way. Don't to fly by me. I fall my people who ain't letting me stop. 24 balls in, and I'm only getting better. Ho, sticking up the whole rap game. Let the cheddar go. Yeah. It's another one. Mr. Chaos. So sick of this back rap. 
I see you act, bitch, is acting like I'm going away. I'll be hearing to you haters quit showing your face. Can't be a Don Dada if we know that you're fake. Whole crew is full of pussies like a lesbian train. All clean the bus guns, couldn't tell me where the mag goes. Whack hoes getting wiped like assholes. I'm so sick of whack rap, it's the internet that real lyrics coming back so young and better face facts. You don't even want to see it. You don't really want to beef. I'm a sniper in the jungle and a hitter in the street. Just believe me when I say it, man, I'm telling the truth. Had the mic smell of death when I murdered the fool. Y'all done went and did it, so I had to kill it. Had me spitting hot fire like Sriracha with it. I'ma drop the mic, let you have it back. Soaked it with the gasoline and now I lit the Doing back. the favor podcast. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Hashtag legwork. I hey. love it. I am so happy. You know what I love about our community here? What's that? One of them reminded me of something. So, guys, today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate ad for ad space, so you always know how much you're going to get, when you're going to get it. And when you include an ad from Podgo, apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your culture, that fit your audience, that fit your family and your environment. That's podgo.co at podgo.co and be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Just mention the Irish Whip section of the application. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah. I love Podgo. Those guys are awesome. So good. They are very good to us and to, you know, all of our, obviously, all the podcast family. If you have a podcast and you're not using that, you, um, need-, you need to consider it, really, honestly. Yeah, they're, they're great. They, they make all the ads are super easy and they're flexible about how you read them and when you read them. So now I am going to um, figure out how to share this video. I am a very very good professional wrestler. And this is a week in my life. I don't want to go grow old and look back and say, man, I should have did something different. We got work outside of wrestling. Most people don't know. What's his best time? Do you like having a daddy that's a wrestler? You're filming. Oh, hi, guys. Can we wrestle? Yeah, we can wrestle. I'm nervous wreck. I'm shaking a little bit. My hands are going. Such a proud dad over here. Yeah, look at this smile. Hey. Love you. Took a back bump, a nice clean back bump. As soon as I hit, I felt the shooting pain in my head. I need to know everything. Who in the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. You go after. No. How did it feel for you before COVID? Like, you had one character that was just so iconic that people knew whether you were like Shikara fans or not, you've heard of it. If you were an indie wrestling fan, how does that feel? Uh, that felt great. Like it felt like I, I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Other, other than go back to that word humbling again, like for people to send me some of the messages I've received or for people to come up to me at shows and say, you know, remember that time you did this this is what it meant to me like all that stuff was great um but for me after a while though it did like once i reached a certain level like i felt like i wasn't challenged anymore to gain a crowd's approval to gain that respect from the crowd and i like 
I was able to kind of put it in cruise control and I didn't like that. So that's when I started with Mike, like, Hey, I need to change. I want to do something different like this. I'm getting complacent and this is becoming easy. Um, so it, it took lots of battling and arguing and, and time for me to get my way, but eventually I did. And then it, it was on to the next challenge. And then I'm still chipping away at that now. Now, do you feel like going out there as a very good professional wrestler, like, obviously the moniker fits and the moniker is very, you talk to anybody from Chicago. And I mean, we've talked to solo darling green. Nance, a friend. Like anytime you ask them who like their most, who they looked up to the most, it's you, honestly. Like I, I think um, solo actually called you the goat. Oh, and, um, I'll me some solo. So they kind of, she like, did. She just, did call you the goat. It was no one that she like, called you the goat. And I think she also said she had a crush on you. I think that was the, yeah. I think that was the two main points we got out yes. of that. So she, <laughs> that she's the most, if I wasn't a married and committed married man, I'd make my move. Yeah, and that's it. I can't think of a that's people don't understand her education and intelligence. So JP, I, I'm right. sorry about it. I had to, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, no, it's, um, they don't. And, it's just, it's awesome. That's why, like, as a fan for me, like I said, I mean, you, you're wrong, first of all, because mm-hmm. Creator Wrestler had fans. Like, people loved that character. I'm glad they did. Not enough of them, I guess, for me to be satisfied, but that's good. It only made me work harder. That, no, you it really did. Like, and the little subtleties that Creator Wrestler did, the little changes that were made here and there, and um, the gear being, you know, what you would get, literally, like the same gear you would get off the video games, like that stuff stood out. Yeah, so. well, and I think Quack saw a, a work ethic in me, um, and he saw how green I was, so I was the perfect guy for the role. Like, if you play a video game as creator wrestler, he doesn't start off, you know, as the champ. He goes in, That's he it. gets squashed when he wrestles those guys. So it was like he knew I was going to get better. He knew I was going to improve. He knew my physique was going to improve. My technique was going to improve. So I was the perfect guy to fit that role because he knew every season that we relooped it, my my stats would go up. That's that's the genius thinking of like a mind like that, and it's a shame that it's you know what it is at this point. But like the fact that you guys all come out of this and something stronger, mm-hmm. and I think a very good professional wrestler. When I first saw that, when I first saw that on Twitter, and I saw um, uh, Caleb tag you because he had you on. Um, he was going to have you in his Connecticut show, I think, for uh, the New England All-Star Wrestling. Okay. And I don't even know if that happened or not. But I was like, who the hell is this? Like, coming up with Sidney Bacabella. Like, who's a very oh. good pro wrestler? And then I looked, and I was like, is that? It is. And, like, I was excited for that again. So it was, it was as a fan, from my point of view, that was fun. Yeah. And I Dude, enjoyed I seeing it. I got the idea, and it was one of those things when it hit my brain, I was like, that's it. Like, you I don't care, like, to... if people hate it, if people love it. I love it, and I'm running with it. Joey has to manage you at some point. Yeah, well, that was the, the last. That was my biggest uh, disappointment with Jakar shutting down. Is I had just gotten with Joey. We had been advocating for that forever, and it had ju- we had just made our connection where Joey and I were together. The next whole season of Action Arcade was going to be me and Joey, and I was so ah, pumped. That, but him um, managing somebody called a very good professional wrestler is just. I'm telling you, that's money. Yeah, we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna. I, make I it was. Happen. I was so excited about the arcade because I got like a, almost a yes. four year old right now that could sit down on a Saturday morning and eat some cereal and watch some pro wrestling like that. That was to me, um, 
I guess one of those things that con- continues to bring up the nostalgia for um, yeah. guys our age. And it was it was fun because there was some really cool talent, some great matches, some um, you know the the just the gimmicks and the fun. And it was one of those. I miss it. I, it's just hopefully other, somebody else will pick it up and do it because oh. I think it's really cool. Yeah, uh, no. but we'll see. The worst part about it was we got that one season and we saw how great it was. Like, that was the first thing we had done as Shakara as a family that I felt like, hey, we're making something special again. Like, it had been a couple years and, like, it came out and I was like, I, and again, being our age, that's the wrestling we grew up on. The Sean Moonies, right? We had Sam Laterna filling that role. Like, the jobbers were there. Yep. We were building up, you know, to those big pay per views, like the four year, the exact same way that, like, early 90s WWF had done. Um, Dude, and when it came out, same with you, I'm sitting there with my two kids every Saturday morning. We're eating breakfast. <laughs> we're watching wrestling. They're loving it. It was like, like I said, it was the first thing we had done to me that felt like this is special and people are going to love it um, in a long time. And the fact that that's when when we got the chop, like, broke my heart. Now, do your kids, because from what I've seen, kids either love or don't like at all when their parents are pro wrestlers. Do your kids uh, like my, being around it? Yeah, like, um, and I talk about that a little bit in the day of the life of my kids. Like, I kind of sit them down and ask them some questions. So we, we bust into that a little bit. Um, but I, I think they enjoy, especially my little guy, all he does every day, like, to the point where it drives me nuts. Dad would wrestle, dad would wrestle, dad would wrestle, dad would <laughs> Like, we just had a wrestling match on a trampoline. We did Kurt Angle versus Vader about an hour ago. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Nah, he loves Vader. He's a big Vader fan. What do you, uh, being a dad, man, like how much, um, what have you, what have you learned about yourself outside of the ring from the kids that you didn't expect you would learn? Um, that's a great question, man. I don't even know. I guess just like that. I don't mind all the sacrifices I've made for my kids. I guess that's the biggest one. Like I haven't touched a video game since my daughter was born until they just got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. So I play a little Mario Party now with them. Dude, but, I can tell you right now, we got the Switch too with Mario Kart, and it's yeah. you can get you can. It's the time thing. I can do better. I can do better. I can do better. I can do better. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I do, and like so, like don't miss video games at all. I don't like call my buddies up and like, hey, want to go to a bar and get a beer and some chicken wings? Like, and I've I've still got some really good friends outside of wrestling that I've had since I was a little kid. We're real tight-knit group of guys um and like they get mad at me sometimes like i'll show up to the big stuff but it's never just like i can come hang out randomly um and i don't really mind that like that's my role at this point in life um i can see how like having kids has held held back like some of the things i've wanted to achieve in wrestling just as far as like i can't take off and go to japan for a month like not possible for me um so things like that that aren't there for me which suck but at the same time like I'm still winning on the other end. Like if I had to pick one or the other, I'm picking being a dad and, and hanging with my right. kids all day long. Um, so it's like, I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough that my wife is awesome and very patient and lets me wrestle as much as I can to try to make the most out of, you know, that time that I can sacrifice for wrestling. And as much as like, I'm aware of how that holds me back in the world of wrestling compared to guys who just go out and get it every day, all day. Like that's my life. And that's, that's what I got. And I'm going to make the most of it. I'm not a father, so I, and I, but I don't do the, I have a Switch too, and like I play Super Mario Brothers, I beat Super Mario Brothers at least once a day. I never get into (laughs) Mario Kart, but it's, 
you're right. Like you grew like I'm 47 years old. Like I grew out of that stuff for the most part. Like, do I want to go to a bar once in a while? Sure. And I yeah. do once in a while, but it's not like when I was in my thirties and my twenties. Yeah. I'm not picking up anymore and doing a road trip to Philly for wrestling shows on a random weekend. <laughs> you know, you got to plan that stuff now. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's but, like my calendar has got to be planned months in advance. Like I can't be like, Hey, I'm leaving tomorrow. I got this surprise booking. I'm sometimes I can, I have, but. How Again, much of that are we going to see in the Signature Series? The Signature Series with Beyond? No, I'm oh, sorry, not the Signature the Series. With your, with your show coming up. With oh. The Life of. The, yeah. That whole thing. There's very little wrestling. Like, I go to a Camp Leapfrog show. I show you a little bit around there. But you're going to see. It's a lot of me, my kids. Um, my wife's not really, like, pumped to be on camera. So I get her up there. <laughs> like but it's, it's very little wrestling. And mostly like, like a week in my life, like outside of wrestling. People know me within wrestling, right? They've right. seen me around wrestling for 15, 16 years now. So it's especially being a Chikara guy, like we keep identities and real life yes. as hidden as possible. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's my life. It's it's gym routines. It's work outside of wrestling. It's my kids. It's my wife and my family. I think no. we're really just here to boost his ego. I think that's our job tonight is to boot like to just to continue to boost because I and we one of the best uh, wrestlers on the independents right now, hands down. I mean, once you told no me Solo called me the goat, I was I mean my ego went. That's it. You can't get out the door anymore, your head's so big, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta get a new Marlins hat. <laughs> I bought I'll put it this way, so I bought uh a autograph picture uh the last match that Joe Gacy had with Tony Deppin. But that's autographed. I got that framed um you, so it go ahead Josh, do you have a dasher shirt or was that a mr touchdown shirt you got i i do and you was gonna gonna, tell that story i know the answer but you, i just want you to tell that story no i i i do have a mr touchdown shirt which again thank you for doing everything you did to uh like there always has to be that other dance partner that um is there and dude you there was, I don't think there could have been any other dance partners there with anybody that was there that have left than you. How did you that get just... that shirt though? <sighs> so, Parcel of Power, right? Uh, I sign up for Parcel of Power. <clears throat> I get an email saying we're not doing it anymore. And I said, bullshit, I paid for it. Where's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was kind of an asshole. I was kind of a, you know, I was, you know. So you should have paid for it. Mike emailed me back. He emailed me, right? Um, and he also wrote me a nice message, right? But I did get I did get the last parcel of power ever made by Chikara Pro. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That t shirt was in it. Um so yeah, it's 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 nice to have. I got the the mask. Uh I don't think I have the personalized letter anymore. I think that might have went away. <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize at the time that like all of these characters like Boomer and Mr. Touchdown were being sort of built around you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was my family, right? Like we kind of started it with uh the the YouTube series. The Yes, that was that had, awesome. You know? that, so, can I ask you a question about that? Sure. Well, that was before Boomer was like in the ring, right? Yeah, he was like 12 at the time maybe. But was that the same per was that Boomer? Can we break I that? I don't know if I'm going that far. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> and it looks the same. And so I, I think it might have been. But then I was like, this is years before. Okay. Thank you. 
You got it. Yeah, so, this is how sick we are when it comes to Jakar, right? I was going back and I was watching those training videos that Quack put together. <laughs> and I was like, I know that he voice. Pulled out. He, he. I know that voice. I know that I know that voice. So I was able to I was able to pull one. So it, it was it was after we interviewed him. And he stayed yeah, that was part of the fun, though. Like, I like oh, a lot absolutely. of guys when fans start poking around about like trying to figure out who's who. And to me, I remember being a fan and like getting the internet. And the first thing I think I ever searched on the internet was probably like, What's Shawn Michaels' real name? Like, <laughs> so I enjoyed as a wrestler being on the other side of that and like making it my mission that when you typed in Dasher Hatfield without his mask, like nothing came up. That's or right. Hatfield's real name, it didn't come up. Like, You're reporting shit left and right, aren't you? Report, like report, report. For me. <laughs> yeah, we um, we did a convention up here in Ro- oh, in Rhode Island, and um, we, me and uh, Joe, our other buddy that was doing the show, um, we brought up Green and Thiefant, and I said to him beforehand because he wasn't real familiar with Chikari, he's more a mainstream on TV type of guy. I said you might not see their faces ever. Don't be offended if they come in wearing the mask. If they stay wearing the mask anytime they leave the hotel room, do not be offended by that. Mm-hmm. And he under, you know, he was like, "All right," but you know, and, and they pretty much did. It's uh, that's yeah. Not, and I, never, was, I never had anybody at least come and say anything to me about being offended by that. Like I tried to keep mine on, you know, as much as yeah. I could. I I got messages from fans like, "Yo, I saw you pulling into your hotel. Your mask was off." And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Follow me to my hotel, you creep? Yeah, why, why are you at my hotel, bro?" Um, how many how many masks did you typically travel with? Two. Yeah, usually like two, like two. Di- Once I started getting different colored ones, I'd usually bring two two different colors. Uh, did the different colored masks help you, like, as far as like if you were gonna be the hero or the villain? Like, would um, you show up well, in diff- as, as, a pinstripe one up in Boston or something like that? You know what I mean? Um. Well, I did one time. I remember bringing a – maybe I just wore a Yankee jersey that weekend, but I remember giving it, I think, to Shane Hawk to wear out to a Boston – in front of a Boston crowd. Um, but, no, like, as as the good guy, no, I always just had white masks. The only thing that were different colors were, were the threads. Um, and then towards the end when I okay. started my run against Boomer, I, I had – actually, the one Green Ant made for a contest, he made an all-gold one that was beautiful. Um, and it, it was beautiful. Um, so actually, it's right up there. I see it now. I got it up on my shelf. Um, it's probably my favorite one that I have, except for um, I had him make me a black one that had all gold threads and a mustache, and that's the one I lost to Boomer. So Boomer has that one now. Um, the, I don't have that one anymore, but that was probably my favorite one. The mustache on the mask was my favorite part I of know. the mask. <laughs> it, it looked so creepy. when The first time when I had him make that black one, I was like, take it off. People love it. I want to take it off. And then when he took it off, it just looked like a dominatrix mask, and I was like, "I'll oh, put it back on." Yeah, <laughs> but, but it, so, it yeah. helped in a way to even like. I mean, your mask was a baseball, but it helped in a way to even put over the baseballness of it because that was a yeah. very old school baseball mustache. Yes, it was. I drew that mustache. Did, I'm not did really you really? I drew, I drew that one. That's uh, that's uh, more than I could draw. That's for sure. <laughs> So what do you what do you what do you have coming up? But I mean, we've got um, the life of which I'm. How long is the actual? Is, it's a docu- I mean, It's a documentary. It's that's basically how long is it? Well, it's it's gonna be actually. There's more to come after me. So mine's only one episode. 
Right. Um, and right. It's, it's like 58 minutes, I want to say. It's a little less than an hour. Wow. So you so literally had a- you had this camera, I mean, all week. Like, And you, your job mm-hmm. was every time you go someplace, no matter what you're doing, you take that thing. I mean, probably, probably not when you sleep, but I mean, yeah. you're taking that and setting it down and you're living 24-7 with a camera, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say in the week I filmed about eight hours worth of footage. So just like, like at first I was trying to get like what I thought would be interesting. And then I'm like, man, I'm never going to get like a lot of footage. So then after a while and the guy who put it together, his name's John Phil Savage. He's a great dude. Um, But after a while, I just started sitting it down like in my kitchen when we were just hanging out around the house. Um, And he's like, that kind of footage is actually really helpful. Yeah. Um, So I'd say it's probably about five of the hours or like actual stuff going on, like something I wanted you to see. And then probably three of the hours are just like me filming. I mean, you guys will never see all eight hours of it, right. but uh, you broke it down to an hour. And as a storyteller, um, I love the story that he kind of found throughout the footage I gave him, which isn't something I planned, but he's like, hey, I found a story in here and I'm going to run with it. So like if I left something out that was really important to you, like, I'm sorry, it didn't make the cut, um, which is part of the process, I guess. But the, the end result, like I couldn't be more pumped about sharing it with the world. My oh. family's really excited about it. The guy, anybody who's seen it already is just like, dude, like you did a great job filming. I'm like, oh, all right, good. I guess I did my part. Well, I, I think that speaks to your loyalty and your humility and your ability to just be who you are. Like when somebody asks you to do something, you're you're not going to do it. Not in, it's going to be a hundred percent. You're, you're going to do it. You're just, you're just going to do it. And I think that's why I, as soon as I saw that preview, I was like, I'm attached. I'm already attached as a mark anyway, but like when I saw you with your kids, no mask at home, enjoying the time, like those are the, those are the things me as a, as a mark and a pro wrestling fan, those are the things that pull up my heartstrings and say, I'm giving that guy my money because he's doing it right. And not the shitheads that are doing it the wrong way. And like you said, that arcade in the morning that held, that helped me like pro wrestling is an art form. It's so much fun. It is so yeah. much fun and so much fun to appreciate. And I don't know. It just it, it it makes so much more sense when he found that story, man. It's yeah. I think it's going to be really cool to watch. Um, like well, it's really on the calendar. I I I've marked it out to to toot my own horn or whatever. But I give actually John Phil Savage the, all the credit for the way he pieced it together. But like you like it's super enjoyable. I think you're really going to love it. Now, what do you have? Like, I know New Jersey has kind of had some bookings, had some shows throughout the pandemic. Have you been working at all? Yeah, I've been actually. We, I'm still, I'm quarantined right now. Like in this last week and a half, my wife, both of my kids came, got tested positive for COVID. Oh, um, so luckily, my wife was the only one who had symptoms. Not lucky that she had them, but lucky that my kids, right. even my kids did. They were running around usual selves. My daughter got off quarantine today. My wife gets off tomorrow. Uh, my kid gets off in another day or two after them. Um, and then me, the one who didn't get COVID, I've got to quarantine another week after that. So That's I'm off right. the books until April, till April 2nd. I'm off my quarantine. Um, so, but yeah, but back to, to the bookings, like this couple weeks that we've had to quarantine was probably the most busy I was going to be. I think I had three bookings that I had to cancel. Um I'm, I got real lucky that I have one April 3rd. So it's like the day after I get off quarantine at ECWA um, where I won the Super 8 last year. Um, I'm wrestling there for the championship. 
And I just was announced for Super 8 again in May. So I'm about to win that thing back to back. Is that a prediction me. or a guarantee? Uh, I mean, it's a That's confidence. That's me being confident. That's me being confident. I love it. And I hope I get to wrestle Ricky Morton. That would be cool. Ricky Morton's in the oh. Super. How cool is that? Wow. That's a, like, I mean, it's always cool to see the Super for the guys like you that, you know, that are, I know you've been around forever, but I, I'm going to say up and yeah. coming because like you're just undiscovered and that's all it is. Yeah. And that's what and, the, and the Super 8 is. The clean slate. So winning the Super 8 last year, dude, meant the most to me. And like, I don't think I walked in that building that day supposed to win the Super 8. I think my first two matches um, eventually changed, changed a little bit of the idea in the promoter's head. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, main event, you're over. I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. Um, but uh, you'll see me on Beyond Signature Series coming up. Um, that was one of, the, one of the dates I just missed. I was supposed to be there April 1st, um, but I'm looking really looking forward to working there. I feel like that might be where you see me and Bacabella get together um, and, do our, and do our thing and make magic. It's going to be amazing. Hopefully, if all of that happens, uh, let's see what else. I um, uh, I just got booked the other day. They didn't announce it yet. I hope I'm not jumping the gun a little bit on the next Sean, the week, Sean Henderson weekends he's doing. Um, okay. So I'm busy, and I know when Black Label Pro comes back, like, Mikey's the greatest. He's got me on all his shows for the foreseeable future. So I'm going to be busy. Uh, I need the world to open back up so I can get busier. Yes. Yeah, we yes. just, we have our first show in mass coming up, uh, the first, like, real show with fans coming up, uh, in the next couple of weeks, which is really cool uh, and a good exciting. sign of things. It's, Are um, they back in White Eagle? No, it's not. Uh, Beyond will be Beyond's going back to White Eagle at some point. This was uh, APW that they run out in Newburyport, out in uh, Cena Country, oh. um, and they've got a show coming up. <laughs> it is. It's, it's his hometown, and yeah, it's the one place. It's up. the one place in Boston, in Mass, that doesn't book his father. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I just, uh, JP, I'm just, uh, thanks for coming. And, uh, thanks yeah. a very good professor wrestler for spending the time in the evening tonight. And I, uh, JP, I, I got a few more questions. I know you probably have a couple too, right? And I don't want to keep you all night, but I gotta, I gotta ask like the question, like how, like how did the, how did it go down with the breakup of Jakarta? Like how did, how did you get the information? How did it, like, how I think Twitter, like the rest of the world, like all of a sudden, like my Twitter started blowing up and I'm looking at none of it as good. And then like, yeah. I remember laying on my couch, like I didn't want to keep my wife up looking at my phone all night, but like laying on my couch till like 1am, 2am, just like, just kept getting worse, kept getting worse, kept getting worse, kept getting worse. Yeah. Um, and to me, I'm not um, a pessimistic person. I try to be as optimistic as possible. Um, so like I took like my 12 hours and kind of let it all soak in. And I was like, on to the next chapter, I guess. And then immediately my wheel started turning. Um, the name change wasn't something that I initially was planning on doing. Um, I was still going to be Dasher Hatfield. I had felt like I had built them up to a certain point. I didn't want to give all of that away. Um, and I had already made my heel turn at that point in Jakar. So I was like, all right, I'm at a spot where I'm happy. And I'll just, I'm going to go out in the wrestling world and kind of see where I land. Um, but then, like I said, like once I thought of that name, I was like, okay. I kind of love this name and I'm going to change my name now. So I know a couple of times people have asked, like, did I change to like, like um, separate. separate myself from the company? And that, that wasn't it at all. Like as far as my time in Chikara, I got nothing to be proud of. 
I'm really proud of the magic we made. Yeah. I'm really proud of the family I made. Yeah. Like for as long as it lasted, I mean, I'm sad it ended, but for as long as it lasted, I got nothing but good memories. And you know what stuff happens, but like a lot of magic and a lot of good things came out of that company over oh, the so years. Much. And, and I, I, I really feel like if we I, weren't so isolated in, in, in the cancel culture, it kind of would have, I don't know. Itself. I mean, yeah. And, I, I think I don't want to say I don't want to say I don't want to, but, but I mean, I, we that's kind of how we heard too. Fans like we appreciate what guys like you have done for that company, Vin Gerard, who you brought up, and I don't think like you don't hear Vin Gerard's name enough anymore because he was mm-hmm. such a great there. Um, Claudio and all of those guys did to well, really build thing, that like, country. That we left a, left a bad taste in everybody's mouth at the end, but like looking back on it. Like the amount of great people I met through that company far outweigh any of the shitheads yeah. that came along. Far outweigh. You and you've um, been around there for long enough that you've you've seen everybody that's come through there, really. Yep, from two thousand six till so. it ended, everybody that came through. Um, and again, like that's my opinion. Other people are entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you about your opinion. Right. My opinion is I had a great time. I made great memories, and I got a lot of people I still consider family. Yeah, um, it means a whole lot to me. Yeah, and that you guys really were, and you guys. You guys very did have you where it was like the fans I were do, a part of the show. We I don't care. Who, I'll argue that till forever. I, I um, got to be a part of so many like as a fan. I got to be a part of so many like historical things. Like I was a part of the first Purple Hot chant mm-hmm. for Soldier Ant. Um, I was a part of the first Holy Poop chant when Lindsay dove out of the <laughs> ring three rows back. Um. We were there for that, and like that's awesome. chant and holy poop, right? And I got to tell Lindsay right before Lindsay signed, he did an autograph signing up here, and I got to tell him that. And he was like, "Dude, that was a." They told me not to do it. They told me not to do it, not to do it. So the only thing I could do was dive over everyone's hands. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm just picturing this from the fan perspective of how that was born, where it's like one guy yells, "Holy shit!" and then everybody else looks at him like, "Bro, we don't say that here." And yeah. then. Everybody Family got friendly. the same idea at the same time. It was like 400 light bulbs went off at oh. the same time, and it just came to life. Seeing when Steve the Turtle Wine got announced for the Young Lions Cup, and he had no clue when they pulled when He was literally in the audience, and Quack announced him for the Young Lions Cup, and he came in and cut a promo. He legitimately had no idea before that. He had let a bunch of you guys crash at his house the night before and earned his spot. Yes. Way to go, Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so like just I'm, little parts like that that I got to be a part of and I really like they're, they're lifelong memories at this point now so thank you for that For as a fan you're welcome man thank you for and, doing your job like without you guys A expressing of what we meant to you at that time like we would never know um, but thank you for being a part of it and playing along like the fun part about Chikara was the, the fans did not come to shit on wrestling they came to be a part and have fun you're talking too fast can you slow down oh yeah yeah I just that was one. Fans. No, no, that was one of my favorite spots in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slow down. Oh, because JP. of the fans, the fans yeah. made that spot too. Yeah, because they started chanting in slow. If you guys haven't seen that, look that up. If you like silly, it's a haha spot. It's funny wrestling. Um, I think it was Colin Delaney uh, when he was tagging up with. Um, You're getting old, JP. Jimmy Olsen. Yes, it was Colin Delaney and J- it was Colin Olson and Jimmy Olson, the Olson brothers, and they did a spot where they 
did it in slow motion, and the fans started chanting and clapping in slow motion right along with them. It was just, it was magical, man. And it was, it to me, it was probably the most influential part of me doing what we do now because it gave me the ability to see an artistic freedom that was bigger than what was on TV. And when we started doing this like 15 years ago, we never thought that first AG would be where he's at. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. Love AG. uh, Chikara where it's at. And then for them to have uh, like a stalwart in you to help guide decade over a decade of people there man Mm. like that's it's 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 hard for me to express because if if this is always going to be it's until i get to travel and we get to do and and see this stuff it's it's so um the orchestra that you guys put together regularly um with the ingenuity and the fun is why the holy poop stuff was able to happen is because everybody was on the same page, feeling the same energy, doing the same thing. And you, you said about an ECW feel, I think you, you did get it. It just was too early for something like this. Chikara had to happen for you guys to go. Chikara had to happen. If you talk to me, you know, 21 year old me just taking a bump for the first time. And I made a less wrestling goal list. Like, Find that feel would have been the biggest box. And, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna quit wrestling one day with that box checked off. Like, you know, that's no longer something I need to achieve. Like, that was find that brotherhood, find that family, build this thing as a team. Now that I've checked that, I can be all me, 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 me. What do I want to do for me? Um, what, that's kind of where I'm at now. What do you want to do? What is your next goal? Um, like, I'm at that age where I kind of think like, and, and people tell me, no, I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like my, my opportunities of, getting a job and not having to go to nine to five Monday to Friday are getting slimmer and slimmer as I get older. So that's my main focus right now is get a job. Um, and if that doesn't work, then next goal is just have fun. Um, I'd love to wrestle in Mexico. That's a goal. Um, something you find out in the, in the show and I'll kind of sneak this one in there, but I teach that's my nine to five. So my summers are all free. So I do have summer to go out there and do what I need to do. Um, so I'd, I'd love to take a trip to Mexico and wrestle there. Um, and other than that, like, as far as the independents go, like, I felt, and this is kind of even where the name was born from, like, I never felt that people ever, and maybe they did, and you guys might argue with me, but I never felt I got the respect that I wanted for being a good wrestler. Um, like, I always felt like, yeah, you're entertaining, and you do what you do well, and it's different, and I had fans and whatever. Um, but it was always like, whenever my name would pop up, it was like, oh, this guy's underrated. Like, I heard that all the time, and it drove me nuts. Like, I didn't like I didn't want that attached to me anymore. Well, now, like, I felt like I never got those matches against whoever the best wrestlers available were outside of Chikara. Like, Quack gave me those matches. I wrestled Generico. I wrestled Brody. I wrestled um, Keith Lee. I wrestled Ciampa. But, like, that was all in that bubble. Like, but I can I tell you looking... why. Oh, go ahead. Because you made the guys in Chikara look better by wrestling you. So you didn't need that rub. You were given the rub. Yeah. That's well, what it and, was. And I felt like I worked my way up to, to earn those matches, but I still felt like when I got bookings elsewhere, like it was always like, I can think of like one match I got against Tyson Dukes that I really love. Um, but other than that, it was like I got booked to come wrestle like the comedy guy, which was great and fun, and I had a blast. But eventually that got old and the yeah. new challenge was I wanted those main event matches. I wanted to wrestle the Gulags. 
You know what I mean? Okay. Those types of guys. And I did eventually wrestle Drew, Drew but again, in that Chikara bubble. So if I've a goal on the independence right now is I want to wrestle all the best dudes on the independence right now. You were mentioning Dickinson, who I wrestled, but in the Chikara bubble, you mentioned Deppin, who you were, uh, Matt Mikowski is a guy I want to wrestle right now. Judah, I want to wrestle right now. Um, Garcia, I want to wrestle right now. Ah, just, there's tons of dudes. There's so much talent on the indies, but I want to wrestle all of them. All the best ones. That's my goal. Wrestle all of them. I hope Beyond is listening right now. I hope Limitless is listening right now. I hope all of those companies are listening to this because you just named like four or five great matches that would main event any show anywhere in the U.S. And you're getting everything I got. My pedal's down, man. There's no holding back. So, I'm going to give you everything I got right now because I feel like my time's ticking as far as earning that job. And so I got to I gotta give the rest of the world what I got, and I got to do it now. I think I'm ready for him to go to just take the prize out. Just, I think Alec Price needs to be taken out a little bit. <laughs> Have you seen Alec Price? <laughs> no. Uh, he does. He's done a lot at Limitless. Uh, he's a, he's a okay. Boston kid. Um, okay. Did he's... Anthony Green just tweet about him the other day? Probably. Oh, God. I think I looked. I saw a clip. I do know what you're talking about now. Um, I watched a real, a, a real quick still clip. Good. Yes. All right. Let's let's go. Um, I've had a little talk with Lim- Limitless as of late. So maybe that's happening. We'll see. Yeah, I know a few of you guys have made that trip up then, and that's that's a hike for you guys. Yeah, from what I heard, there's like a six-hour venue and a nine-hour venue, but that's nothing. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not too bad. That's an overnight. And... I have, yeah. I'll have to look back, but I think a couple of years ago, um, and even before COVID, like Randy was, they were getting ready to run a 5,000-seat arena. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was. he had something big planned, and then COVID happened, and their shows look like tons of fun. I've watched a couple of their shows. The crowd's hot. The crowd's in everything they do. The wrestlers yep. are giving 110%. They're going nuts. So I've, I'm, I'm a big fan of the pro- the product that they're making. We, uh, I can't wait for that. you to be a part of that product is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> already a fun – yeah. That, that's Now, do you have companies like that that you want to get to, or is it just everywhere and anywhere right now? Um, right, my big thing right now is, is the opponents. Like, it's kind of the first question. Okay. If I get a, a, a DM from a company I never heard of. Like, hey, do you want to come in? What's your price? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I started with, who do you want me to wrestle? Because that's going to change my price. That's going to change Absolutely. if I want to go. I was just going to say, how many prices do you have? Because... Right. And it depends on how bad I want to be there. Right? There's the, there's the I don't want to go, so give me enough money that my wife won't get mad at me price. Or there's the, I really want to come wrestle your show price. Um, yeah, a lot of how... it. Like, I don't care. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled to be wrestling for Beyond right now. Um, even though it was just a you know signature series one match, I'd love to wrestle for Limitless. But more than anything else, right now, like I just want the matches. And right now, that's where all the guys you know Beyond books the best wrestling talent available. Yes. So that's yeah. why I want to be there. Limitless books a lot of great talent, and their young kids are just super hungry. So that's why I want right. to go there. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I want the people who are. I love that you know the product. What'd you say? You know, you're in Jersey and you know the products already. Yep. You know, that's that says something. Let me ask you, this is some some question. This is a question I, I think is more for uh, my kids when they get older and they start looking at some of this stuff. Um, what's, what's the one common advice you would give to the guys that have made it? Like when they're when they're working with you, like you I know you passed on advice to them. I mean, is there some common theme that that you 
have passed on what when you've worked with them um I, I can't think the only thing i can never think of that i kind of spit out a lot of times is just like take advantage of the opportunities that are staring you in the face like i love when i show up and a guy has a bunch of ideas that's great that's better than a guy who shows up and's like i don't know what i want to do what do you do um but the first thing i always look at is like the pairing what can you and i do together that i can't do with anybody else in the room like what story can we tell with our personalities what story can we tell that's going to make us both look good physically as far as movements and things like that um like kind of like don't look gift horse in the mouth like yeah you had a bunch of spots coming into this but do they make sense now um but more than anything else like this is a unique pairing right if i was wrestling you today this is the only time that's ever happened or maybe it has happened more times but nobody else in the building can do what we do so let's figure out what we can do best together and then give people that um like my biggest pet peeve i guess would be then like i love when guys show up but then like if a guy comes with his ideas and it's like that doesn't really fit or we can't even physically do that and yet they can't get themselves away from that idea um that drives me nuts because it's supposed to be hey let's show up and figure out the best things we can do and not just what we want to do tell a story that makes sense and makes people forget they're watching what they're watching right you got it what do you do uh, and this will be probably my last question you're a teacher that you you've you've told us that now for your nine to five what do you yep. do now where you're not wearing the mask if one of the kids finds out like i just i try to I don't know it's kind of a new world for me um but more than anything else like i still don't do anything I, i'm ashamed of okay. like like i think i let two curses slip in this whole thing and i try to not yeah. curse at all ever um that's super rare i mean is that's something i'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for probably not um but for the most part everything that i do is something if one of my students finds on youtube somehow like it's not something that would be that i'd be ashamed to show them right that's i good. That, that, I, it's a good way of living life. I'm a, a naturally teacher. So d is it? Did that? I think that's the answer. I think I've already answered my own question. Is you the reason you did what you did and you stayed where you stayed and committed to what you committed for is because you're a teacher at heart. Like that, you 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 get your success out of seeing other people succeed. And I'm it's, fucking it's excuse my feeling. French, but I'm just super excited to see you go places, man. I'm I'm it, this is I don't know. It's personal for me. I think it's personal. I think it's personal because I want to see you. I, I want to see you on, on Wednesday nights, at least, you know, somewhere at some point, like I want to see that happen. Maybe it goes to Tuesdays. Those two places. I, I mean, it for me, it's on the map and I only, I think it's only a matter of time. And I, mean, I feel, super, I, yeah, I feel super blessed and, and super honored that you're here with us and spending time with us because you, you, believe it or not, you're an, you're an icon and a legend to me when it comes to Chikara and what it stands for. Dude, I've I enjoyed I've, every second of this because just the way you make me feel. Hearing those things, this ain't a, another podcast, another day for you. And, you know, it might have started that way for me, but it's changed big time. Just hearing these, you say these things, super humbling, man. And I'm hoping, you know, maybe after watching the day in the life, like I strike a lot of those chords with a lot of new people and maybe it gets me that job I'm seeking. I just, I, I appreciate I've been waiting. Time. Like, I've, I've used that word humbled a lot. And you, you, I don't know, like I said, you, you got just, me blushing again. No, you just, you, you, you played the gimmick right. You didn't let anybody in. You didn't let anybody around. Nobody could get you were Dasher isn't an enigma, man. He is. That's just that's just for me, that's what it is, and it always will be. And there's only and we were we were taught that though too. Some guys didn't learn it, they didn't listen. Um, but we were taught that too. Like 
you know, I as growing up a wrestling fan, like I still am in awe of guys I couldn't get around, guys I couldn't get an autograph, I couldn't talk to them next to the car, and so all of that resonated with me. Like, to be largely, you know, easily accessible, or I can't come off as an everyday, you know, average Joe. I've got to, I've got to keep that enigma as as best I can. Mantis is the king of that. Is that right? Mantis Black. is the king. Black. You can't be seen. Yeah, I mean, you... Uh, it, and he never spoke either, so you can never really figure him out. That's a problem. It Mantis, always, it, I think you like, hit on it. It took me years to get his phone number, and we would travel a lot together, which made it difficult. Um, <laughs> and then recently, he did, he did like a Christmas tree reading for the Leapfrog Christmas. Yeah. And when Chris Levin was like, he reached out to me, and he's like, hey, can you get... Give me Mantis's phone number. It was like, like I had to text Mantis and be like, "Hey, can I phone number to this kid for this reason?" Yeah. Um, so I, like, get permission to give away his phone number to somebody who's in the know. That's what we we do that all the time. I think that's the way you do it. it that's you have to do it because once you get that number, you're like, "Oh my god, my phone just turned into a, this is Willy Wonka. Yeah. This is a golden. I, you can't know. <laughs> it's secret, right? Yeah." Did I did I a very good professional wrestler, man. I, I appreciate the time. We've taken an hour out of your night tonight. Um uh, we don't want to keep you any longer. Um I, again, um we're gonna end it, but I want you to stay with us here for a minute. But again, um thanks, man. Thanks you for, for all the memories, the dedication and your sacrifice to pro wrestling and sports entertainment for what we get to enjoy now for some of those guys on, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Mondays, Fridays and pay-per-views. And I just can't wait for it to be your turn. I appreciate you, man. I'm going to keep grinding. So we're going to make some more memories. I know your Twitter is at a very good pro rest. Is that very right? Good pro rest. That's all the letters I can fit. Okay. Um, what about, <laughs> um, is there other social media right now for you or is that? Um, I have an Instagram too. That's about as much as I got. I got, a, okay. um, I got a t-shirt. But I don't even have that for sale on the internet. You can tell how concerned I am with that nowadays. Um, but it's a cool T-shirt. If you slide in my DMs, I'll give you my PayPal. I'll send you a T-shirt. Kind of works that way. That's the awesome. usual. Other than that, more than anything, go watch a life in a very good professional wrestler's life. I messed up the title, goofed it up. Go watch it. That's yeah, all right. Uh, I did follow. It. Yeah, make sure to follow up uh, IWTV uh, on Twitter and in, Indie Wrestling. Um, you can find, I believe, AG's uh, code was Hulk Hogan. I think yes. this is code for Beyond. Um, I think Beyond Beyond is a code. <laughs> Do you have a code for for Beyond yet? No, but I got to get one because everybody, like in my real life outside of wrestling, I guess wrestling's real life too. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah. They're all going to want to watch it. So yep. I'm going to be like Jerry. I need a code for all my friends and family because they don't want to watch IWTV ever again after this. <laughs> well, don't say that. Yeah, you got to get a new fan. Never mind, Jerry. They're all going to fall in love with IWTV. Can I have a code, please? They're yes. all going to be Beyond fans and come support you on a regular basis. <laughs> there we go. If they didn't do it yet. They're not gonna. <laughs> hey, man. Again, I appreciate the time, and uh, I can't wait till we do this again. Thank Dude, I love every second of it. Let's do it again soon. <laughs>